Hey guys, welcome along. I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello boys and girls, episode 6 of the podcast today, Wednesday the 8th of May. It's a solo cast today. I'm on my lonesome today, I'm afraid. We had a great guest on last week, Kevin Finn. I think people got a laugh from it, really enjoyed it. We may even get him back on at some stage, you never know, with a bit of luck. But today, it's just myself. What I would suggest today, guys, is it might be a good idea to get a pen and paper, because I want to get into some stuff today that I think might help move you forward in some way, but it's one that possibly you could do with taking notes on, getting into your own head, getting a little bit honest with yourself, figuring out what's not working for you, what is working, and how you're going to move yourself forward from there. So the first question I have for you today is, are you where you want to be in your life? Be that on a mental level, we'll say psychologically, emotionally, financially, in terms of your health, on a practical level, are you where you want to be? Simple enough question. I think for most of us, the answer to that question is probably going to be no, because I don't think anybody is ever completely 100% happy with every area of their life. There's normally something we want to improve on in some way. And I think that's good, to be honest with you. I think if you were in a situation where you're going, well, everything is perfect, everything is 100% brilliant, is it true? Or are you really kind of convincing yourself? I think there's always something more to strive for. And if there's not, I don't know if there's much of a purpose behind it. I think sometimes it's good to have something that you do want to improve and have things to aim for, things that give you a little bit of drive and a reason for being. So... Is everything perfect in your life? And if not, what's the thing you'd like to improve? Today, I think I'd like you guys just to think about maybe one thing, one area, rather than looking at listing 10 different things and going, well, I'm not happy with this, 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 and this. And then you're totally overwhelming yourself. I think let's just take one and then you can work that out. And over time, you can start looking at the other stuff. So what's the area that you feel you need to improve on? And then the next thing, I suppose, is what are you going to do about it? A phrase I have used countless times over the last few years that has always thrown back at me because I say it all the time is you don't deserve success you create it. You don't deserve success you create it. So what do I mean by that? I think so many of us in life are actually just sitting waiting for somebody to come along and solve our problems or that one day things are going to magically work themselves out. How is that working out for you guys? Be honest with me, how is that working out for you? Waiting for things to work it out, work itself out. It doesn't tend to work. It doesn't tend to work until we take actionable steps to actually do something about it. Nothing changes. So if there's something we want to bring about in our life, we've got to figure out firstly what that thing is and then what we've got to do to bring about that result that we want. What are the steps we're going to take? What are the outcomes we want? How are we going to get there? And when you realize that it's on yourself, I think that's the big game changer. When you realize that you're in control of your own life, that what you do is going to bring about the end result. So you don't deserve success, you create it, what is success to you, and then how are you going to do it? If nothing changes, nothing changes. In terms of your behaviours, your actions, your thought processes, if they're the same as they've always been and they're going to continue to be the same going forward, you're going to continue to bring about the same result as you've always done. We, a lot of us probably are stuck in a rut in a way. I think we get out of bed today and we're doing the same thing we did yesterday. Yesterday was the same as last week. Last week was the same as last month, last year, last century. And there's a lot of us that have been complaining about the same thing for years and years and years. And yet we don't do anything about it. We'll just continue to complain about it, temporarily making ourselves feel good by complaining to other people, while all the time getting into a worse place mentally and psychologically, and I suppose in terms of our mindset, because the more we do that complaining and bitching and gossiping and all that sort of stuff, the more we drag our mindset down and the more we teach our brain that this is normal and this is what we do and this is us. Whereas if we can pull ourselves out of that and we're looking to be more productive, we're looking at how can I improve, we're looking at saying good things about other people, we're looking at being happy for other people, we're realizing that there's a lot of good 
stuff in our lives and we've got a bit of gratitude we train our brain to think that way as well and so we become a more positive person and we start to see the good in things and we start again i suppose moving towards the life that we want so i don't get a little bit deep on this one but i'm kind of coming from a place here where I suppose I've been through a lot of this myself. I wouldn't have always considered myself the most positive go-to person. And probably a lot of people now think that I am. And people always say to me, God, you're so positive. And I don't think it was something that happened naturally. I think there's probably a certain level of it that, you know, would kind of be my personality. But over the last probably, I would say, 10, 12 years, I've developed it hugely. And I've developed it by, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of listening to podcasts. I do a lot of studying people that have been successful, studying people that do what I want to do, studying people that I admire, studying people that I think, you know, that's a good person as well as a successful person. So what have they done? Because success leaves clues. So whatever it is that you want to achieve, have a look at somebody that's done it before you. If somebody has done it who's in the same circumstances as you, then you can do it. And we tell ourselves stories. We tell ourselves stories about why we can't do it, why such and such is better than me, why they have got this advantage that I don't have. And 90% of the time, it's bullshit. Let's be honest, you know. So think about if somebody has done it before me, I can do it. But look at them and study what they've done. What are the things that made them stand out? Because success leaves clues, as I said. So if you're willing to have a look, learn from them and then put your own stamp on it. So that's just something I wanted to get across to you, first of all, is that it is entirely up to you. It's 100% in your hands. It's just a question of being willing to do it. And that's where the next thing comes in. Are you willing to put the work in? Because everything comes at a price. No matter what it is you want to achieve, everything is going to cost you. If you go to the local shop and you buy bread and milk, you're going to pay a price for it. If you go to get new tires on your car, you're going to pay a price for it. And the same thing happens if you want to build a business, there's probably going to be a price to pay. It might be that you're going to have to give up a lot of your free time. It might be that you're going to have to miss your child's school play because you want to, you know, you've got an important business meeting. There's always going to be a price to pay. If you want to get in shape, yes, there's going to be a financial price if you're paying a trainer or a coach, but there's also going to be a price in that you're going to have to get uncomfortable. And this is the one that people struggle with. They don't like getting uncomfortable. As human beings, we're conditioned that we like comfort, we like easy, we like that we can just be in that place, I guess, where, you know, it's nice. Everybody wants nice. They want nice, they want comfortable, but that's not going to bring results. What's going to bring results is being willing to get uncomfortable and how long are you going to stay uncomfortable and how long are you willing to keep getting uncomfortable because your your body is going to adapt, it's going to start getting easier and that's when it becomes time to step into a new level of discomfort. So being okay with that and being willing to say, well, I don't mind that because what's on the other side of it is worth it. That's the balance you've got to kind of work out here. Is that work? Is that discomfort? Is that constant putting myself out of my comfort zone and into a place where it's new to me and where I'm not really sure about myself and I need a little bit of reassurance and I need people around me who can support me? Is that environment as uncomfortable as it is initially? Is it worth it in the long run? Is the result that you're going to get out of it going to be worth it for you? So what's the result that you want? And then is the work worth it? Think about that trade-off. I would again always look at public speaking as an example. Nobody would do it if it was down to just do they want to do it. Nobody would do it. You'll need to look at what's on the other side of it for you. You know, is it going to, as a, as a health and wellness coach, if I go on stage and I speak, is it going to help, I suppose, move my business forward? Is it going to develop me as an authority? Is it going to, I suppose, build my reputation? All that sort of stuff. So you weigh it up. What is it worthwhile? And when you get to that, you start realizing, well, okay, now it's not so bad. I'm willing to kind of put the, put the work into it. The next thing I kind of want to say to you guys is 
you have enough knowledge to get started and this is where i kind of see people all the time especially in the fitness world they'll tell me well i don't have a personal trainer i can't afford this i can't afford that and i don't have enough knowledge to get started i don't know what sort of foods i should be eating every single one of us has enough knowledge to get started we've more information available to us than ever before we've got this internet thing which has come along in the last few years i don't know if you've heard of it it's pretty handy so there's so much information out there guys you have everything at the tips of your fingers so you can research there and realize, well, this is the basics. I can definitely do this stuff. I don't need an expert to tell me this. Now, there will probably be a stage where you do need to hire a coach or you do need somebody and maybe you need a little bit of support. If you can afford that, that's brilliant. Go for it. But if you can't, I'm going to ask you this question. List 10 things for me that would make you healthier. List 10 things that would make you healthier. We could all do that. Every single one of us could do that. So we tell ourselves that we don't have enough knowledge, but yet I'm saying list 10 things and I know you can do that. The problem is not that you don't know, it's that you're not applying what you know. It's not a lack of knowledge, it's that you're not putting it into action. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. If nothing changes about your behaviours, if nothing changes about your thought process and your actions, you're going to keep getting the same results you've always got. And that's the long and the short of it. That's the reality of it. So think about what you're going to change, the small steps you can take. It doesn't have to be a massive overhaul, but what are the small steps you could take that would move you forward? And again, it comes back to knowing what you want, because if you can't define success, you certainly won't create it. So what it is, what is success for you? What is the thing you want to do? Get very, very clear on that. I left a full-time job. I would have been similar to you guys in that I probably, a lot of you listening, I'm sure, are not self-employed. You're probably working for other people. I was in that situation, but one of the main reasons I wanted to work for myself was that I wanted a little bit of freedom. The other thing was that I wanted to make a massive impact and I wanted to help people. But the, the, the thing, I suppose, really from my point of view and a selfish point of view was I wanted a little bit more freedom in my life. And I don't mind saying that. I wanted a situation where I could possibly go and train during the day and I could do things I enjoyed, like reading and writing and all these different things. But I wasn't able to do that when I was working full time. I was finding it difficult to fit in. Well, probably not as much of it as I wanted anyway. But the reality for me was that when I actually set up my own business and thought that everything was going to change, it didn't. I was, again, finding that I was flat out busy. I was meeting clients on a one-to-one basis. So I was actually spending 10, 15 hours a day where I had to actually physically be somebody to be somewhere to meet a client, which wasn't ideal for me because I was moving from, I suppose, one job where I was working long hours to another job where I was working long hours. But eventually I realized that I was going to have to restructure my business because I got clear on what I wanted. I realized that these are not the things I wanted to do. I don't want to meet people one to one because, again, I can't impact huge groups of people. I can't bring the most benefit to people. But if I could find a way that I could work with clients in groups, that would free up more time for myself. And it would mean I could impact people in greater numbers. So I put everything online. And it has worked hugely, hugely well without actually sacrificing anything. Because what's happened is the clients are actually getting better results because I have access to them every day of the week. But now I'm working with bigger numbers of people and I can do that without having to physically meet everybody on a one-to-one basis. So what's happened is I've been able to free up more time for myself. So now I'm doing the things I enjoy. I'm going training every day. I'm reading every day. I'm being able to do a little bit of writing. I am able to get out to the beach for a walk for some fresh air. And I can do all these things that I really, really enjoy, and now I'm living the life I want. But I've created the life I want, and that is again why I say you don't deserve success. You create it. If there's something you want in your life, you've got to go and create it yourself. Because nothing is going to change unless you change it yourself. That's what I want to drive home for you today. Nothing is going to change unless you change it yourself. Okay? So your perspective on it is everything. You know, people get stuck in this place where they think, well, this is this is me, this is how I've always been, this is what it's going to be like until the day I retire. 
and we're doing a lot of the things that make us miserable and we keep doing it and we keep doing it and we don't actually look at changing it because it's going to make us uncomfortable which is pretty mad when you think about it so it might be it might be difficult initially but there's always a way around it and you need to look at what are the options for me rather than just telling yourself a story that this is it and nothing I do is going to change it there's always always a way let's look at a financial example for a minute so I'm in the process at the moment of setting up a business mentoring company so I'm, I'm kind of looking at a lot of startups and people that are in the early years of business a lot of you guys listening again you're not self-employed so you're probably going well I have a set wage I'm in this job so it's out of my hands that's it not necessarily true I'm going to give you the greatest tip ever here, folks, as a business person. If I had a staff member who came into me, into my office, knocked on the door, walked in and said, they're looking for a pay rise. Well, the first thing I'm going to look for is, what what are you going to do that's going to justify that pay rise? So here's what you need to do, guys. You need to go into the office and you need to say, Alan, what can I do that's going to make more money for you and your business? And when I tell you that thing, then there's a direct link. Because if you can bring in more money, then you're going to deserve an extra pay rise. You're going to deserve more money. There's going to be more cash put in your pocket. So think about that. What value can you bring? And then you're going to ask for more money. Rather than just thinking, well, I'm going to look for more money, but I'm doing the same thing. So they're not going to go for it. Of course, they're not going to go for it. Think about it logically. Put yourself in their shoes. What are they looking for? So if you can bring more value, you're going to get more in return. Again, we look at outgoings a lot because people always look at how can I bring in more money rather than thinking about, look at all the daft stuff I'm spending money on. I want this financial goal. I have this thing where I want this amount of money in the bank. But yet I'm spending, what what does a coffee cost in your local coffee shop? I guess it's probably four or five euros. I don't drink coffee, so I'm not really sure. But a lot of these fancy coffees cost a few quid. So let's say it's four euros a day. You do that five days a week at work. That is 20 quid a week. That is 80 quid a month. That is over 800 euros a year. And that's just one thing. There's loads of little small bits and pieces that you could cut down on if you were actually serious about doing it. And guess what? Cutting down on your coffee would probably mean your water intake goes up and your health improves as well. So it's, you know, it's all positives, guys. It's all positives. Um, That's just one example I kind of wanted to give you, I suppose, in terms of putting practical steps in place to, to reach your goals rather than waiting for somebody to come and change it for you, waiting for your boss to come and say, well, here, you deserve a pay rise, even though you're doing the same thing you've done for the last 10 years. They're probably not going to do that, guys. You're probably going to have to go and pre- be proactive about it and you're probably going to have to figure out, well, how can I bring value? So next thing I want to say to you is committing versus wanting because this is, again, something I come across all the time. Everybody wants to lose weight. Everybody wants to bring their body fat percentage down. Everybody wants to be in better shape. I don't doubt that for a second. What I do doubt is who is committed to doing that. Who's committed to doing it? Who's going to do the work? Because everybody wants, but not everybody is committed. That's the harsh reality, guys. Everybody wants, but not everybody is committed. So commitment is about doing what it takes. With commitment, you can achieve almost anything. Without commitment, you'll achieve almost nothing. So I I do believe strongly in that. I really do, because I think the person who wants to to be in shape, the person who wants to lose weight, the person who wants to reduce their body fat, they'll do okay until they're in the staff room and there's cake been handed around and they'll go, yep, happy days, there's some cake. And in it goes because there's no pressure on them. They haven't got a clear goal. They're not, they're not really that bothered about it. They want it in theory, but they don't want the practicalities. They don't want the hard stuff. They don't want the, the uncomfortable stuff. They want until 
until the easy option is put in front of them. The people who are committed are the people who will do whatever it takes. They're the people who really want it badly. So I think really commitment is generated from most people when they've hit a point where they realize that this is no longer optional, that something is so important to me, the penny has finally dropped, that something has to change. And it's not a case of wanting it and kind of half thinking about it. And it's a case of going, it's not optional anymore. This is so important to me now that I have to do it you realize that you've got that stage where change has got to happen and you're the only person who can bring it about. And that's usually when people are ready to commit. And, you know, a lot of the time people, you'll have had family and friends who've been saying to you for a long time, you need to change, you're drinking too much, you're working too hard, you're smoking will kill you, you've put on a lot of weight. You know, tell me something I don't know. Do you know, tell me something I don't know. But until it actually resonates with you, you're not going to do anything about it. And this is, again, I will always have, you know, over the last few years, I've had clients who come to me where there's a couple. And you can almost always certainly tell from the first meeting who's the one that's brought the other person along. It's very, very obvious, guys. It's very obvious. There's often one person who's so into it and the second one doesn't want to be there. And it's often a case where it's a husband and wife or it's whatever, it's somebody with a partner. And the one person will do really well. And the other person won't because they've been dragged there and they're not into it. So no matter how much you want somebody to change, until they're actually at the point where they're ready to say, do you know what? I really want to do this. Then it's not going to change. Weight loss to me is the same as somebody who's given up cigarettes or alcohol. Until that moment hits where they really realize this is important. My health is important. My future is important. I want to set a good example for my kids. Until that penny finally drops, you are wasting your time. Because they will, they'll put on a show and they'll they'll let you even think they're putting the effort in. But you don't see what goes on behind closed doors. You don't see what happens when they're in the car on their own and they're stopping at the petrol station and they're loading up on bars and biscuits and ice cream and God knows what. And this is not a criticism of anybody at all. I'm just putting this into practical realities of, you know, committing versus wanting. Wanting is one thing, but commitment is a totally, totally different thing. Until you're ready to commit, you're probably not going to maximize your results. When you're ready to commit, you'll probably change your whole life. So that is just one thing I want to get across to you. So what are the things that need to happen for you to get from where you are now to where you want to be? What are your non-negotiables? What are those things? What are the things you're going to commit to every single day? The messy, unfortunate reality is that no matter how many times you hear it, nothing is going to change until you actually decide otherwise. Okay, so that is just a few things to get across your day. I'm not going to go on too much longer on today's podcast. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, but just realizing that everything does come at a cost. Everything, you know, is is down to you at the end of the day. Your life is busy, but ultimately your, your health is non-negotiable. There's a few things I suppose I realized again in moving myself forward when I did go down that self-employed route and I wanted to build a business that things were going to have to change. And ultimately there were things that I had within my own power to change. For a long, long time, I was probably relying on too many other people and maybe people that weren't the best people to have around me. But the few things that did change, and I'm going to list them for you guys. The first one was when I realized that I had to take 100% responsibility for my own life. And I would say that was the single most important thing. And I think it's the single most important thing for everybody listening because rather than waiting for change, waiting for things to get better, waiting for somebody to come along and save you, here's the big secret, you're in charge and only you can change things. When I realized that, everything changed for me and it takes courage, it's not easy. But when you realize it and you know change is hard, it is, it's not going to be easy. But if you're not happy, it's up to you to take responsibility and make things better for yourself. And when you do that, you start moving forward. Because what happened was, and that brings me on to number two, I lost all of my excuses. I stopped blaming other people. I stopped looking for an easy way out. You know, we as humans, we love an excuse. And we convince ourselves that they're legitimate. 
because it makes us feel better. We'll tell ourselves stories about why things are not working, why things haven't worked in the past, why we can't do this, why it's not the right time. This all right time thing always cracks me up because there's never a right time, guys. There's never a right time. But among all these excuses, there's always one thing in common. It's never our fault. It's always somebody else or it's something else or something happened that, you know, gives me an easy way out. When you lose all your excuses and you start to ask, could I have done things differently? Was that on me? When you start taking responsibility, start losing your excuses, you'll start moving yourself forward beyond belief. So next thing, number three, I stop playing the blame game. Stop blaming others. You know, blaming others will make yourself feel good temporarily. Bitching makes yourself feel good temporarily, but temporarily is always the key word. Blaming others and bitching about others, all it's going to do, again, is move you further into a negative mindset. And, and, and that's without doubt, it will move you further into a negative mindset and it's going to stop progression in your own life. So when you stop playing the blame game and you start taking it on yourself, you start figuring out, well, rather than looking for somebody to blame, was it on me? How could I change things? How would I do things differently? If it was to happen again, how would I do things differently? So you're learning from it rather than always just saying, that didn't work, but it wasn't my fault. I would say that happened, fine, deal with it. What would I do differently next next time? What are the learnings from it? Next thing, number four, identify people to learn from. So we've touched on it earlier, success leaves clues. Identify people that you can learn from, that you can figure out, well, they can help me. And this might be, it might be people on social media that are really, really hugely successful. Or it might be people in your small inner circle because there's always people there with knowledge. People that, like, again, for me, I probably wouldn't have been that strong in things like marketing and sales and different things like that. But I've gone and made myself good at it because I've learned from people. I've gone to people who are experts in this area. They might not be famous. They might not be Instagram celebrities, but they're really knowledgeable people and they're people who are happy to help and i've always found over the years people who are successful normally have a great attitude and are normally very willing to help you so go and pick their brains and find out well you know ask the questions you want to ask because they'll usually give you the answers so who can i learn from they're the people you need to be hanging around with not the people who are telling you about the gossip from saturday night or you know whatever it is you don't need to know that you need to know what are the things that are going to help me? What are the things that are going to move me forward? You know, are people bringing value to your life? And if not, well, what are they doing there? Are they just kind of dragging you down or are they actually being supportive and helping you move forward? Okay, so I think we're going to leave it at that for today, guys. There's enough in that, just hopefully a few little bits to get you thinking. Um, I hope you find it useful. And as always, guys, if you need anything, get in touch with me. Just to let you know, I have a personal development, uh, I suppose self-empowerment more than anything, rather than personal development. I have a self-empowerment summit coming up in Sligo on the 8th of June. We're going to have a brilliant a brilliant event, I think. It's going to be a half-day event, which is the first one I've done. And it's one I'm really, really looking forward to. So we're going to look at a lot of kind of the things we've spoken about today, but we're going to get a lot more detail on them. What's not working in your life? Where would you like to be with your life? How are we going to move you forward? And ultimately taking it into your own hands and figuring out that this is on me. What are the things I'm going to do? And me personally, as a coach, I'm going to be there to coach you through it. And I'm going to help you as much as I can. We're going to have small individual consultations with people as well. So you'll have that opportunity. That's on the 8th of June. Get in touch if it sounds good. It's in Sligo. It's going to be excellent. And I can't wait for it. So that's it for today, guys. That's the podcast done and dusted. And we will talk again next week.